What's up, guys? We are back. The Duelist 101 podcast. How Gosh, are you doing, took Zach? us long enough. Uh, oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, school's out. It's uh, I'm teaching summer school now, which means I only teach realistically two days out of the week. Fantastic time. Um, no, life's pretty good, man. I'm enjoying it. Um, so we got to tell you guys about something real quick that we haven't done in the past that we have both started to do a little bit. And that is uh, Twitch streaming, Mason. Uh, we have started getting just a little interested in that. Mason, could you uh, tell us a little bit about that, I guess? I don't know. Twitch streaming is pretty uh, self-explanatory, I guess. We're starting to do that. Um, we are. We are. It's, um, I mean get to watch us make fools of ourselves in real time and it's uh you guys get to see how bad at Yu-Gi-Oh we really are oh yeah oh yeah we talk about it but you have no idea (laughs) not until you see us actually in the middle of testing and stuff because here's the thing right some people have been playing this game long enough right uh what comes to mind is people who've just been around the game right if if i were to talk to uh like Simo, right right um, he's been playing the game forever he's been playing for a long time um he would just know more than I would, right? All the good tech choices with the specific deck and all that kind of stuff. Um, instead, you get to watch us uh, go to the Edo Pro search bar <laughs> and put type I want, in I want Dark a level four. Dragons. <laughs> and um, so that is what that's happens then? That's right. Uh, oh no, just the effect monsters. Um, as an example, um, last night I got to stream for a little bit and I got to play this wonderful person that um, helped me out by playing uh, a dino deck whose goal was to end on Winged Dragon of Ra. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the funniest deck I have ever seen in my life. It made me laugh so much. Yeah, it was pretty awesome watching that too. Um, but yeah, so Zach and I are both streaming at different times. We're, we're trying to figure out a consistent schedule for that. But like Zach pointed out, school's out now. And we, we got a little more time on our hands to be um, doing some of the stupid stuff. So uh, we're both pretty excited for that. Uh, links to both of those channels will be in the description below. Um, yeah, they will. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a little different than... Well, I, I don't guess we ever post our usernames for anything for personal stuff. We don't. We're going we're gonna to get it'll, our stuff hooked be, up, ready to go, just yeah. so we can actually be on top of things. And uh, we are going to be using Twitch in addition for the current series we're in since we finally get to be back in. And that is Forged. Mason, tell us what we're doing. And uh, the slowest progression series of all time um, i don't know if progression <laughs> series would be the most accurate thing but it is a deck building series right um one of the biggest things that we really enjoy is the process of building a deck to accomplish some kind of goal right and um it's not always that we're finding the combos that do the really stupid things necessarily but i mean what what's the process for actually looking at a deck trying to make it mildly viable it's um it's a lot of fun we really enjoy it so um, we will be doing that live on twitch.tv slash you can find me, uh, Mason, at, um, I think it's M-A-C-E-T-H, I think it's an A, so it's Mace the Face. <laughs> and then you can find Zach at, uh, is it just Cap Cubic or Captain? Yeah, it's Cap Cubic YGO. Cap Cubic YGO. Because I love Cubics way too much for it to be healthy. Absolutely. So uh, check us both out on that. And uh, we would love to kind of field what you all have to say about the deck building process. But that is just a small thing. That's not what we're here for today. 
we're in week three of our forged series zach quick review you're building earth machine i am building s force uh, this is very much not in paper um, that would require money and, and we uh, don't have that we don't have that and uh so but the goal is to point out some of the different deck building choices that we make along the ways that try to capitalize on uh the combos that people work on and uh just how people play the decks so it's it's a lot of fun i really enjoy it yeah it's a good time we're enjoying ourselves so far so far we have talked about a couple things if you need to you definitely go and check out our other episodes week one we talked about finding the strategy of the deck what is the goal of the deck right and we found out for example uh, mine's earth machine it's actually a control strategy because train go broom uh train go vroom is not uh what we're shooting for there and it's it's a lot but it's <laughs> um but then for example mason uh mason's deck s4 has had a different strategy um and so anyway go check that out I go watch said, that. i don't think i, I can explain it <laughs> I, to, to this day i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> go back to that episode go listen to it we talk about what our goals seem to be for lack of a better term and then week two mason we talked about what week two we talked a little bit about going first or going second and yes that kind of falls into the same sort of category as week one but a lot of times you spend a lot of time figuring out okay what's the strategy and so your natural next step is like okay this seems to work best going second so let's build it that way um that's how i like to think of it there are a lot of deck builders that that focus more on okay i want to go first with this deck I'm going to build it that way. So it might be a lot less floodgatey as far as uh, spells that maybe can't be responded to and that kind of thing. So I mean, there's, there's a lot going on uh, on that front. So this week, though, we are taking the next step in our deck building challenge, and that is the side deck. All right. We'll see you guys in a minute. Alright guys, we are back here on the Duelist 101 podcast. I hope you guys have made sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Not because we're actually interesting, but I, every so often we post interesting things. Um, true. But not like that interesting, like mildly interesting. Yeah. Like as much, uh, like Mason, give me a medium food item. Medium? Yeah, like not one that like blows your socks off when you eat it and, and not one that like disgusts you it's like something like actually you know what biscuits you know, and gravy without the sausage okay fine i can roll with that hotel biscuits yeah. and gravy because <laughs> it's it's more than what you <laughs> all i want is the the machine that gives the dispenses the waffle mix <laughs> i want to pour it onto the skillet put too much on it because i'm too and then have it spill over <laughs> That's what I want. And that is how the Lord blesses the story. <laughs> um, Let me tell you something. Oh my gosh. So, all right. This week, guys, we are talking about the side deck. So the side deck is an incredibly important part because two thirds of the games you ever play are played in the side deck. We have had a small episode talking about that in general. 
Link but in not the description. within context. Link in the description on that. Or just kind of scroll backwards on any podcast software. It's easy to do that too. Um, any, anyway, point being, we are going to talk about a lot of stuff and we are going to try to take it as slow step by step. And then we're going to tell you guys what we are trying to put in our personal side decks within the Forged series. So, Mason, could you go and explain like let's say big steps and then we'll go into step one what what are you trying to do with the side deck adjust right um consider your side deck your uh halftime game plan right and um if you are a uh, sports ball person you're probably familiar <laughs> with the fact that the teams take breaks right it's not just because they're tired it's because the coaches decide man we are struggling let's and fix something because advertisements are a that's thing. right that's right so during those advertisements though especially like let's use the the grand old national football league um as an example the you come back and the team is huddled up around a coach who's just waving around a whiteboard and trying to tell his guys what to do or whatever <laughs> and periodically whacking the weakest member of the circle <laughs> that's right making a point by stepping on every single one of their feet <laughs> every um, time anyway <laughs> and so in all of that what the coach is trying to do is adjust for what the other team is doing adjusting for what the opponent is doing that's exactly what a side deck does now not only that your side deck in Yu-Gi-Oh especially is going to focus on man okay my initial game plan right game one is a lot more of a feeler match right you want to understand what is my opponent up to so once you can figure that out and if you can really pay attention to like okay here's the choke points of what they're trying to do say it's a combo deck right um one that i've been playing a lot i know it's not the most meta relevant but it's abyss actors right if you ash the um the the link monster it's over for the for for abyss actors right <laughs> i almost 100 guarantee they have zero follow-up at all um so that's the kind of thing you do right phantom knights it's uh if you infip cherub or if you ash uh rusty bard both are not good for for the deck definitely and so in in both of these scenarios we see that um game one is studying the the moves that your opponent is making your side deck is made to adjust for those. Zach, give us some examples here. Like, I don't know. I'm a dino player. What are you throwing back? Oh, Lancia. All day, every day, guys. Uh, Unless you're Giant Skyhawk, all the respect in the world. All the respect. <laughs> Love. So, um, <laughs> now, there's some decks like dinos specifically, for example. You can go and there are specific cards that very obviously work for you against those decks so you could think of cards like lancia against dinos uh mason what's a good hand trap against pk pk like ash is good against everything ash always ghost bell skullmeister anything that interacts with the graveyard is real real troublesome right if if you flipped a macro cosmos or slapped down a uh, dimensional fissure 
um, during your turn. I'm just probably going to go ahead and call it quits on that. <laughs> it's so hard to play through, and it's just absolutely obnoxious. So the, the heart of the cards guides you to cosmic cyclone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With the spirit of Yugi Moto. <laughs> Yo, the ghost. Yuki, come on. No. <laughs> the wing spirit of Ra over this dino deck. <laughs> I'm Please telling you, man. This is my favorite. Anyway, um, there's other cards like Anti-Spell Fragrance for those of you that have played for just a couple years since yeah. Striker came out. Um, yeah, you play against Pendulum decks, man. Yep, Anti-Spell Fragrance does it there too. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, all that to say, guys, there's... When you are trying to figure out what to side deck like if we can put it in clear steps step one find out what your opponent's playing mm-hmm. right yeah. Mason, yeah. elaborate there so the best thing you can do for picking your side deck cards i think is paying attention to what mechanic your opponent is using the most right um there's lots of mechanics and that's putting it lightly in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh. so are they banishing a lot are they using primarily link monsters Right. Um, if you throw down a no material uh, for a deck that wants to spam, it might be game over at that point. Um, and so it really just depends. Um, find find out, okay, are you summoning link monsters a lot? Are you banishing from the graveyard? Are you discarding a lot? Um, are, is your archetype mostly focused on spells and traps? That is plenty much as important. Um, just in understanding you know there's specific things you can look for my question is what mechanic is your opponent using the most definitely um and mesa if i may extend just a little bit on that just yeah please when you are thinking about this you're thinking about what mechanics do your opponents not singular opponent that likes to play black wings that for some reason is just stuck on the deck because Konami loves that deck or something like that. But like in general, what are you playing against? What are you saying the most like Mason saying? And so yeah, all that to say, if you're playing a bunch of control style decks, mm-hmm. you might want to side in Twin Twister or mm-hmm. Cosmic Cyclone or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, Zach, you bring up a really good point with the fact that whenever you're building a side deck um it's not something that you do with a one-on-one matchup in mind right it's uh mm-hmm. something if you're expecting to play five six ten people um anywhere in that range mm-hmm. then a side deck is valuable it's really important to know that okay realistically what am i expecting people to bring to this event you know game whatever mm-hmm. right if you're just hanging out with a bunch of friends a side deck seems a little unnecessary but if you know say you guys all put 20 bucks in or 10 bucks in and the winner gets a box you better know people are bringing heat right mm-hmm. um so you you say okay one of my friends likes black wings one of my friends likes abyss actors one of my friends likes um i don't know time lords and uh (laughs) and so so those are their best decks and i'm i'm prepping for it yeah and a lot of those decks like even time lord included and everything like that um all of them are not actually terribly heavy with their monsters right uh the biggest thing that they are is 
usually back row right like blackwing has black whirlwind which allows them to add black wings over and over and over again which is thanks to dual links one of the my least favorite cards to see ever Fair. um but like time lord just is bad so they're gonna play back row to help <laughs> yep. and yep. uh abyss actor pendulum which means you can pop it with twin twister um yep. so all these decks you're thinking about the grand scheme so if you're playing all that plus dragon link as much as you have to prepare for dragon link you probably don't care so much about it Mm-hmm. as you do all the other decks because the majority of what you're playing against is the other deck you're not playing this monster heavy dragon link or prank kids or whatever mm-hmm. right? so it's important to think so our step one consider who you're playing mm-hmm. right another question that you can think about is is the deck good at extending can it be ash one time yeah and if it can then you probably need to go a little heavier on hand traps or things like that or if it's a very good just extending deck nabiru is probably the play right right um just making sure that you can stop it whenever your opponent is almost out of cards in hand Mm -hmm. so go ahead yeah yeah no i mean i was the only thing i would add is that um developing and crafting a good side deck also means gaining a better understanding of when to use your hand traps and or uh, your tech cards if you will Um, these different cards that are very intentionally disrupting your opponent's play in some way it better advance the game state right in some way whether that is putting you more in control of the board or um, enhancing your game plan right if say it's tg right um and you are advancing the game state by uh, synchroing on your opponent's turn or uh, unchained right you're link summoning with your opponent's monsters all that stuff all just to advance the game state 100 percent. now there's some more steps that we need to get into so our first step like we said what are your opponents playing Right. If I go to a remote duel extravaganza, there's probably a lot of Dragon Link and Zoo Lich players. Right. That's probably what I'm playing. So I'm definitely packing Lancia and I'm packing Nibiru and stuff like that that can deal with a lot of summons. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's keep going. Um, so step one, what what are your opponents playing? More than likely. And step two, remember that you need whatever cards you're trying to take advantage of. Of, and what we mean by that, all right? Remember that you need whatever cards you're trying to take advantage of. You need to use the ones that work, right? Some people play a side deck and they don't plan, they just kind of throw a side deck together um, and it just, it doesn't work, right? And so that being the case, there's usually budget-friendly options to go and help with that, right? And trust me, we understand step two very much goes into what step one in essence is it's just probably a little bit more specific yeah yeah i agree it's it's all about preparation that like your side deck shows how much you prepared to be honest how much you actually thought about what you were going to be playing again this series is designed with a competitive mindset in mind so let's say you just want to play casually which is great totally valid and wonderful 100 um, 
bring bring the trash all right that's that's super what quads. we want out of let's life. go yeah exactly listen man super quad showed the freak out during mbt's uh tournament the other day dude i didn't even look at it i'll go check it out That'd be it's fantastic anyway it's um the point is that we want to um it, even if you're playing casually it is important that you plan a little bit, right? I'm not asking you to stay up all night. I think that's a bad decision anyway. But staying up the night before. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. The, staying up the night before an event happens is... Um, and, like, perfectly crafting every tech choice you're going to make. Making sure you have three copies of everything. It's a, stop. All right. What you have to think of is, like, okay, realistically, what am I going to be playing? Is there going to be a tryhard that I need to prep for? Is there going to be uh somebody that is just really looking to hang out and have a good time like and how much of the engine am i gonna need to move you know mm -hmm. um which we'll come back to that here in a minute but yeah it's it's all preparation that that is the side deck so yeah um so let's go into step three just a little bit and it reads like this for us make sure you're not trying to side in your whole side deck every game like that seems like a very obvious thing like well yeah why would i do that so you only want to use the highly effective cards if i'm playing prank kids as an example right i'm Quite definitely it, you mean. Mm -hmm. then the cards that i really like for it are things like nibiru and dimensional barrier okay because then i can go stop them in their tracks in addition to that i can call fusion with dimensional barrier right so i have two ways to just stop their play entirely or at least a predominant amount i'll say so make sure you're only using the highly effective cards whatever they may be yep. okay and yep. mason anything on that no i think you said it great that was, I, yeah yeah well let's pick for your matchup <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and understanding the last step is uh understanding what flexible cards you have right um phantom knights uh there are a lot of different breeds of the deck but one of them is level three uh extenders right they use psychic tracker um and all these different things to me those level three extenders most of the time are movable if i am shoring up an a weakness of the deck right if i'm playing something more control heavy maybe i sub out my uh, psychic stuff for dark ruler no mores or uh something like that yeah um so on that notion understand what cards are designed to be able to come out of your deck right the non-engine pieces like mason's talking about they need they need to be able to come out if you are prepared and know ahead of the time know which cards that you're willing to take out Okay, because if you're trying to do that mid game, you're going to end up so stressed that you're going to play a terrible game too, and you'll probably end up taking a taking an L there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, that to say, that takes us right into part two of our little side deck thing. Um, Mason, could you explain and give an example on uh, what you think with like engine pieces and things like that? Yeah, I think with uh, I, I actually used um, there's there's two sides of it, right? If uh, if you play lots of extenders that maybe you don't have to have or 
maybe you just have the wrong hand traps in your main, right? Um, say you bring in Ghost Bell and you are playing uh, some deck that, like, I don't know, Metaphys or something, right? They don't even use the graveyard. They skip right to the Banished Zone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you're playing this deck and you realize that, but you're maining Ghost Bell. But what you do have is Ash, right? Um, or you have, you know, whatever hand trap deals with that, right? A no material or something. I don't know. Um, the point is maybe you've got some of these other hand traps that are better suited for the situation, right? Again, know your matchup. That's what it comes down to. Know your matchup. So understand that there's that side of it, right? Um, understanding uh, what your hand traps are there for. And then sometimes your hand traps or tech cards are the extenders, right? I used uh, this example in Duel Links, right? It's a much simpler kind of format in as much as, uh, you know, you're not seeing Dragon Link <laughs> all the time. You see Blue Eyes. Every single ranked duel is Blue Eyes. If so. uh, side thing, if you're playing Duel Links, uh, just side for Blue Eyes. Like, just get ready. Like, all the different things that you have in your deck. See if you get advantage off a discard because all the powerful trap cards require it. And then make sure it's set up to play Blue Eyes because everything else that beats Blue Eyes 100% beats the rest. That is true. That is true. And one of these examples that does <laughs> is, uh, is Karma Cut. Karma Cut is, uh, is a fantastic trap card. You discard a card and you banish um, that card <laughs> yeah, you banish the card, and I believe it might even just be for monsters. I'm not 100 sure. It is. That. It is face up monster. You uh, discard the card, banish a face up monster your opponent controls, and all copies of it that are in the graveyard. Nasty yep. effect. Yeah. Nasty effect. And so let's say you have a car, a deck that really wants things in the graveyard, right? Then. It, it makes total sense to put Karma Cut in your deck, right? You want things in the graveyard, right? One of the decks I've been playing is uh, Heraldic Beasts. Um, it ain't good, but it's fun. And the monsters don't mind being in the graveyard most of the time, right? You've got three copies of Monster Reborn, basically, mm -hmm. uh, through one of the in-archetype spells. And so it's not that big of a deal to bring them back. So if I want to play Karma Cut and I know that I'm not getting it this turn i'm gonna go ahead you know i'm gonna activate karma cut discard one of my monsters because i know like heraldry reborn's probably coming right so in that case you see like you you see how these cards actually further the advantage you have mm -hmm. you know some decks need your uh, card advantage right you need more cards in hand so you play cards that don't have cost right floodgate trap hole or all these different ones that are just better <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you know so yeah like you're saying dude like if you can find uh, side deck cards that further your advantage as well that's a win that's a good thing that's a, that's a win. so 
all that to say, guys, we have really enjoyed talking a bit about this. Mason, do you have anything else you want to share, like about the side deck, what you're learning about it, um, how it affects your deck, anything like that? I mean, so what I've learned with S-Force specifically, um, there's a few things that are really important. Called by would not be the worst choice to have in it as far as the side deck. Um, it's a little annoying because of how dependent it is on like its OG combo. Um, but it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just annoying. So, I mean, it kind of depends, right? Like, uh, I, I think called by the grave would be really good for the ash targets. And then I think, um, honestly, more floodgates would be really good for, for the deck. Um, the biggest thing that this particular deck struggles with is, 100 percent the um the ability for it to uh play through a lot of interaction so i need to keep interaction off the field there you go so, so um anyway guys really hope you enjoyed hanging out with us just for a few minutes and we are going to be on a much more regular schedule now i think um and we are excited to see what happens we'll be posting times that we'll be streaming and things like that here real soon um and definitely make sure to follow us on whatever social media that you find us on and it's some variety of duelist 101 podcast just look for our podcast logo it's that one um mason anything else man we tired huh <laughs> we dude it just hit me out of nowhere man like three minutes man, ago past, yeah past I, five I, minutes or so like, you're just... i instantly boom like my eyes went half with everything dude it is so terrible for no reason like i didn't even sleep bad last night it's been raining all day here though and that's been messing with my groove that'll get you buddy rain man it's killing me anyway guys highly appreciate you guys follow us on whatever and hit us up on twitch if you would like to interact with us do play us please right like some Listen, that's I'll something that and crush you i i will lose to you happily though um i will stream that <laughs> we're excited it'll be a lot of fun and we'll uh, be doing forged on stream and everything like that i right, guess that's all you got for me mason thanks everybody we appreciate it Peace.